Welcome to the Montana Real Estate Podcast, where we will pull back the curtain and answer all of your Montana real estate questions. Buying and selling real estate in Montana can be challenging, and local knowledge is the key. We will explore the different areas of the state and educate you on issues that play a role in Montana real estate transactions. This podcast is hosted by Will Friedner, a broker with Glacier Sotheby's International Realty in Whitefish, Montana. Now, here's Will with today's episode. Well, hello there, everyone. I'd like to welcome you all to episode six of the Montana Real Estate Podcast. This is your host, Will Friedner. And today, we're going to talk about some of the things you need to be careful of when you're doing a rent-to-own deal. I know there are a lot of you out there that are currently renting and would like to buy a place of your own. Maybe you've spoken to a lender and, and you can't qualify yet. Whatever the reason you want to do it, there are a lot of people in the same boat that aren't able to buy right now due to credit or something that the lender won't allow it uh, at this time. So one of the options I get asked about all the time is rent to own because people feel that that's the way to go since they can't get a typical mortgage or, or loan from a lender. This can be a good option for some people, but you really need to be careful what you're getting yourself into. Let me explain how these deals work. First of all, when you buy a house the normal way, you are either paying cash or taking out a loan. On the day of closing, the house transfers into your name and you start making mortgage payments to the bank for the next 30 years. On a rent-to-own deal, there are several different ways that they can be set up, but usually you'll make an agreement with the owner about several different things. First of all, you're going to agree upon how much you're going to pay for the house, the amount of the down payment, the interest rate that you will pay or how much of each payment is going to go towards the principal of the house and how long you're going to make payments. There are many other things you're going to have to iron out if you're renting it right now. What happens to your rental deposit? What happens if after a year you decide you're not going to buy? There are many things that you need to think about when you're doing this original rent-to-own deal. And this is why you should definitely, definitely hire either a real estate agent or a lawyer to write up this contract. There's just way too much on the line, and there's too many things that can go wrong not to have a professional contract written up. And I really can't stress this enough. One thing to keep in mind as a buyer, the owner's probably not going to finance the house for 20 or 30 years like a bank would. So usually the way they work is they will require you to pay off whatever you have left on the principal within three to five years. So more than likely, this means you're going to have to get a loan in three to five years from a bank or a mortgage company at that point in order to pay off the loan. So what exactly does that mean for you? Well, it means, most importantly, that you better be very sure that in two or three years or whatever time frame you guys decide upon, that you will be able to qualify for a loan. More than likely, at the end of the two to three years that you have been paying on the house, if you can't make your down payment or if you can't make the balloon payment, meaning get a mortgage to pay it off, you're going to lose your down payment and all the payments you've been making over the years. And this is a ton of money you really don't want to lose. From the owner's side of things, say you're renting the house. From the owner's side of things, he doesn't want to, if he wants to sell the house eventually, he doesn't want to take it off the market for two to three years and just have you keep paying rent and then get it back in two to three years without a big penalty to you, meaning your whole down payment and everything you've been paying towards principal, he gets to keep. And that's just the way these things usually work. And it takes some of the risk away from him in case you back out of the deal. 
So I would really suggest talking to your lender in depth before getting into one of these contracts and make darn sure that you're going to be able to get a loan in a couple of years because if you don't, more than likely you're going to lose your down payment and you're going to do- lose everything you've been paying on the house up to that point. The other thing people don't think about too, especially if you're renting it, do a home inspection. Make sure you get one of those done. You may have lived there already for a year or two, but there are many things that you may not be aware of when it comes to the house. And remember, all of the things that the inspector finds are going to be your problem after you buy the house. Keep that in mind. Also, the big thing that nobody thinks about is that two or three years down the road, if you're going to do a government-type loan, whether if it, whether it's FHA, RD, or VA, there's going to be an appraiser that's going to come out and inspect the house. And if it doesn't qualify for one of those loans, guess what? <laughs> you're out of luck getting a loan, and there again, you lose your down payment and all the other money you've paid. So again, when you're talking to your lender, be aware of the rules that you have to look for. And on these government loans, the house has to be in very good shape for them to qualify for these types of loans. The other thing you need to think about, and I have a story about this, is how well do you know the owner and how the person that you're going into this deal with? Are you are you sure that he's going to continue to make payments to the bank? And is there something written in there on that part of the contract? Because here's an ugly story. A few years ago, probably six or seven years ago, I did a lot of work with foreclosures and bank-owned homes. How those work for me as a realtor is... I would get a call from the bank and say, hey, you need to go out to 123 Oak Street. It is now bank owned and we're taking it over and and you have to find out if someone's still living in there. And if so, you offer cash for keys so they have money to move out so the bank can then sell the house. Well, anyway, I get an email like that and it says go out to this particular place. I go out there and knock on the door and sure enough, there's people living there. And I explain who I am and that I'm here to put the house on the market for the bank and, and kind of ask what their deal was, if they were renters or if they were the owners. Well, it turns out they had made a deal with the owner a year before, a rent-to-own deal, and they put like $25,000 down, and they had been making bigger payments than their rent payments in order to pay some of the principal down for a whole year now, and she was not making her payments to the bank. So... <laughs> They they ended up, you know, the the bank foreclosed on the house unbeknownst to the people living in there. So it was just an ugly, ugly thing. And, and they ended up losing everything. And obviously she lost the house, but she didn't really care. Uh, but it was just, it was not good. So this is, that's just one other thing you need to be careful of is that whoever you're doing this rent to home with is making their payments on the house. The other thing to think about is if there's an HOA, you got to make sure those payments are being paid as well because they can put liens on the house that will come back to you on the day you buy it. And any maintenance, who's going to do any maintenance on the house for the couple years you're paying on it? You need to iron all these things out. Another big thing you need to check into if you're going to go into one of these deals is that a lot of these mortgages in the in the fine print they don't allow doing this rent to own. If the owner has a mortgage that he's paying on the house, these banks won't allow this type of sale. And if the bank finds out what's going on, they have the right to call the entire loan due at that point. And that could get ugly to have somebody have to come up with 
$200,000 or whatever the balance is that the bank is calling on. So again, another thing to check on. And as you can see, rent to own sounds simple and it sounds like a great idea, but there's just tons of things you need to watch out for in order to protect yourself. I have only gone over a few on this show, but there are many, many other issues that can come up. And this can be a good option for people, but you just really have to protect yourself and your money. Don't ever think you're asking too many questions. If you don't get either a lawyer or a real estate agent to write this up, I just think you're really asking for trouble because it could really get ugly at the end with you know all these things I just went over that could happen to you. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That concludes another episode of the Montana Real Estate Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you will join us next week for our next episode. If you have any questions or would like to know more about this episode, please feel free to contact me at Montana Real Estate Podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at Montana Real Estate Podcast.com. Or if you want to call, you can call me at 406 249 1735. We'll see you all next week. Bye.